using the coaching term and saying they're coaches. Um, and I know you did a LinkedIn post on this, so I thought I'd, I'd mention it and just see what your thoughts are on it. Mm-hmm. Um, for those that didn't catch it, do you want to have a little bit of a, a, a gentle explanation maybe on this yeah, one? Yeah, so in the online business world, there's been a bit of, um, say, drama. It's not. It, there's just been some some stuff going on where some coaches or some people were basically have now changed their title. So previously they said they were business coaches and they've now changed what they call themselves to have a lot less responsibility attached. And it was because they weren't actually what they said they were. You know, they were claiming to be business coaches, but they weren't qualified to do so. Realistically, what it's done is it's brought up a huge amount of discussion in the industry, which is needed about regulation um, Mm. and about kind of qualification because anyone can call themselves a business coach. And I actually, I call myself a business mentor, but I don't often use the word coach. Mm. And I was talking to a friend the other day and she was like, what, what, is, what is the difference between a coach yeah. and, a, and a mentor? And I was like, well, to be honest with you, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I can tell you the difference between a consultant and a mentor because I've done, you know, I, I have both sides. So, you know, as a mentor, I pull people along and I guide them and I walk with them. And as a consultant, I push their business forward proactively myself but I don't know the difference between a coach and a mentor realistically I think it's it's minute and different people have different words around it but I do think that specifically with business coaching there is a real issue or I have a real issue with people who call themselves business coaches but teach a really small niche part Mm-hmm. And don't clarify that they only focus on that niche part. Um, so in the LinkedIn post, I was stating as an example, you know, people who teach, who, who coach confidence. Mm-hmm. And so they're confidence coaches. And someone has said to them, that was really beneficial in business. Because if you're more confident in business, you get better sales, you're better at kind of explaining yourself. So the effect of the confidence is that they're better at business. And then they started calling themselves business coaches because they're targeting people in business to teach them about yeah. confidence. But for me, someone that's a business coach needs to be able to talk about strategy. They need to be able to talk about systems and processes and people management and communication and all of the different areas of the operations and business so that when someone comes to them with a question, even if they don't have the answer, they can direct someone to the correct mm-hmm. place. You don't have to be an expert in absolutely everything business. Yeah. But if the only experience you have of business is your own business, can you truly... Very narrow focus. Yeah. Can you truly teach business or are you just teaching cookie cutter, this is my business, you can do the exact same or wrong? And I think, you know, it's it's hard because I think there's a huge amount of imposter syndrome for a lot of people, you know, I started my business. I was, I refused to call myself a coach or a mentor. I was a consultant only. I did done for you for many years because I, I didn't feel like I had the validity or the authority to be able to call myself a business coach. It's only recently that I've moved into the mentor and accepted that mentoring is what I do. Mm. But I've worked with hundreds of businesses, from product businesses to spirituality businesses to services. I've done fast growth. I've done slow growth. I've done CIC. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a huge breadth of experience of companies I've worked for, from being in debt and trying to call themselves out of 
you know, paying back loans mm. all the way up to running £7 million plus businesses. So I do now feel like I have the authority and I do struggle a lot with um, with people that that just have, you know, experience-led coaching is fine. Yeah. Nothing wrong with people who use the experience of what they've learned in their career to teach others, but just stay in your lane and be really clear about what you teach specifically. Isn't it funny though? Because I know when I set up my business and I'm sure it's the same when you did and other people, you're told, well, you're told, you're you're asked to think about what is your niche mm-hmm. because your niche is what you you trade on and that's your yeah. specialism. And actually we were always told it's better to have a niche that you become really good at and known for and that's your reputation. Yeah. But it sounds like other people kind of go a little bit, a bit of a bombast, <laughs> saying, well, hang yeah. on. And I wonder if that comes from maybe slight insecurity of thinking, well, actually, I suppose it's imposter syndrome thinking, do I know my niche well enough? Or actually, will I be able to get a bit more breadth? But I always think that depth is better, especially if you're someone's yeah. paying you for that information, that knowledge. They deserve that the brain, the brain in your head that has actually delved into that, done the research, exactly. got the experience, the qualifications yeah. and everything. Exactly. I think, you know, a lot of it is scarcity mindset. They start, Mm -hmm. they're putting it out there. Someone tells them there's a quote um, and it's, if you're talking to everyone, you're talking to no one. But sometimes when they're talking to people and no one's listening and no one's buying and someone says, well, you know, what about this? And especially with business coaching, because people are more likely to to invest for their business than they are for themselves. So if you teach confidence coaching, and you want to make someone more confident so that they're better able to advocate for themselves and their family, it's an incredible thing. And it's so needed. But most people will be really hesitant to invest in that. If you tell a business person, I can make you 10K a month by mm. making you more confident, I'll be like, take my money, because that's going to go turn on investment. Yeah. But it's a lie. It's not true. You know, yes, being confident could if you have all the other mechanics within your business to get you to a 10k month might be that magic wand but it's quite unlikely isn't it because it's more possible that you've not got the mechanics set up and you're not selling the right thing and you processes are a bit rubbish and you're being inefficient and there's so much more to it um so yeah it's it's a topic that has come up a lot recently and I think for myself, I mean, my own imposter syndrome around it, I'm constantly learning. And this is something you and I agree mm. on and, and do anyway. And I think even if it wasn't for this topic, we'd both be big learners because yeah. well, I refer to myself as a perpetual student. I've got two degrees <laughs> and I do a lot of extra qualifications. Oh, you know, yeah. I've got diplomas <laughs> in project management. I'm literally about to get my certification in NLP. I'm looking yep. at doing the ILM. I'm just a big fan of adding letters to my name apparently <laughs> but even the courses that don't add the letters and don't have the big shiny certificates mm-hmm. I love learning I love reading more and, and doing more and I think that for me specifically within my business and um, the people that I invest in mm-hmm. I need them to have done that outside learning I need them to yeah. not learn through stories of what other people they've heard other people do because yeah. secondhand it 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 just gets more washy the more times mm-hmm. it goes through. You know, it comes out much more faded when it's been through the wash several times. So mm-hmm. for me, someone who's basing what they're talking on data and, you know, true experience and having seen it in action and, and played with it themselves, far more beneficial than someone who's gone, well, I was taught that this is an idea. 
I spent a lot of time this summer talking about coaching and mentoring because mm-hmm. my qualification was in both. Yes. Um, and I specifically chose coach advisor who I did it through because they did uh, coaching and mentoring. And mm-hmm. um, I'm, I, I think a lot of people might go, Oh, I don't, I don't see it quite like that, but this is just my take on it. Um, yeah. Coaching coaches don't give advice. Mm-hmm. They are masters of process. So yeah. they are really good at asking the right questions of holding the space Mm-hmm. of um helping people to work through things mentors will af- will offer advice yeah. um and in the course that I did for the first it was six seven seven eight months I think six seven months for the first four months we did no mentoring because we they said we're doing coaching because we don't ever want you to just give advice yeah. We want you to teach you the art of coaching first and asking those questions and the different models we use and different ways of doing things. And then right towards the end, it was a, ah, and this is how you could. So it's finding those moments in the coaching session that you think, for example, I'm a leadership coach. My master's mm-hmm. in leadership studies. I was a leader in the military for 16 years. Um, I've done some you know senior corporate roles as well, including a people director role, which I've just finished. And I wanted to do leadership coaching. So I specifically put myself onto the course knowing I wanted to be a coach, but I wanted to be able to add information and add advice from what I've learned or experienced, mm-hmm. see if I could help someone. Cause it's all about helping people. So yeah, they're kind of like, um, I say two sides of the same coin. That's the way mm-hmm. I see it. Coaching and then mentoring and you can combine the two, but you see, yeah, I see a lot of people who are mentors calling themselves coaches and what they're doing is mentoring. And do you know what? Mentoring is brilliant. Mentoring is incredible, yeah. and it's and it's strange, isn't it? That coaching seems to hold that that shine to it. Yeah, it's almost people use. I think people think coaching is um, like you say, it's that shinier ob- object of mm. oh, well, it's it's a, of higher value. And actually, for me, the reason I use mentoring, the reason I kind of I'm looking at doing a mentoring specific qualification rather than going down the coaching route. Yeah, firstly, because I'm not a very good coach. I really <laughs> struggle to not give the answer because I am a people pleaser and I like to give them the answer. I really struggle when someone's struggling with something not to go, but do this, it'll help you. (laughs) And so I know that coaching for me is not something that I'm naturally good at, whereas mentoring, Mm. and even if it's just that dropping the, have you thought about the idea, the seed that I can do really, really well. Yeah. Because it's ultimately mentoring is a shortcut. It's it's tapping into someone else's experience. And I, you know, for me, a mentor is someone who's done what you're trying to do in one way or another. They don't have to have done the exact same journey. They have experience in what you're trying, you know, a coach, sort of a good coach in business in if as long as they had the right skills, because a coach is just as you say, asking the questions to lead the person there themselves. Whereas a mentor is guiding them along the path mm-hmm. and in hand almost. So for me, I really like the way that you kind of define them. Um, I think I definitely agree with that. So as we come to the end of sub episode six been able to tell by that interview this was probably one of my favorite sub episodes of our seven that we've done with Alex so coaching and mentoring 
I am an EMCC accredited coach and mentor and for me it was just really refreshing to speak to someone who works in the mentoring area and she does consulting and it was brilliant to actually talk about the differences between consulting, coaching and mentoring and also realise the power in each of those skill sets. As we go into sub episode 7, Alice is going to tell us her proudest moment so far and also give us some learning points to take forward. I hope you enjoy this next one.